When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Exonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Exonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, I hope everybody out there is doing good. Families are safe. You guys are all safe. You know, we're all being smart out there. And I know it's, you know, a lot of it's very frustrating on what's going on, but we're just making good decisions. Uh, you know, doing what we need to do to get through this. Um, hopefully that for most people, it's going to be ending. Um in Illinois, though, it's kind of hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel for some of it. Uh, in Illinois, um, our shelter-in-place was extended until May 30th, and then the governor came out with a five-phase reopening plan with different guidelines in each phase. Right now, the entire state is in phase two. Uh, we already went through phase one. It's funny, he came out with this phases... But we already gone through phase one. We're already in phase two. So it's kind of strange. But um, the earliest that we can go into phase three is uh, May 29th. 
um, but it's in regions of Illinois because in Illinois you've got Chicago, which is where a huge population is of Illinois, and then you got the rest of Illinois, but they divide it up into regions based on uh, hospital location and the uh, it's going by a bunch of different numbers about how. Uh, can the hospitals hold so many people? Is there so many beds or so many ventilators? Um, you know, because you got to look at each region and all the counties and towns. So that's kind of how they um, decided to distribute it. Uh, so the earliest that we can go through phase three is May 29th, but each region may not be able to do it. Um, there was a couple days where um, <laughs> Cook County, which is Chicago, and the rest of the suburbs, because they put a bunch of the suburbs in the northeast region near Cook County was not on pace to open up May 29th. Uh, but as of right now, everything looks like the entire Illinois is going to reach phase three on that date. And then I think instead of the 14 days, he's going to make it 28 days or something like that. I don't know. I'm always seeing different things. So it's a possibility that phase four may not even happen until the middle of June or near the end of June. Uh, and then... We all go into phase four, and then you got phase five, which probably wouldn't be to the end of July. Uh, but, you know, every state has something new. They kind of give up their own thing. Uh, like phase three, certain businesses can start opening up a little bit, but, you know, not a lot to go inside, more of curbside pickup stuff and all that. Um, no more than gathering of 10 people. I think the gyms, from what I read, I could be wrong, everything's changing. I read that the gyms can open in Illinois, but it can only be like outside workouts. And if you have a personal trainer and appointments, you know, I, I don't know. I, I first read that, but that could change here in Illinois. And it just kind of depends on what region you're in. But a lot of things are going in Illinois where people are protesting. Uh, small businesses are deciding to open early because they just can't take it anymore. You know, financially, you know, they didn't get any money. Uh, they, you know, they're the small companies and they've got to open up to provide for their families and everything. Um, they're starting to defy the order and start opening up. Um, so just a lot of stuff starting to happen in Illinois. You know, I've come to the conclusion the world is ending. Uh, just, just, just so much is going on, so much to keep up with. Um, so that's a little bit of the Illinois update. You know, like I said, I, th I think Illinois is just not going to get political. Don't agree with a lot of our governor stuff um, and what's going on. It's all become political. Uh, but, you know, things are just going going to hell, basically. You know, the world's ending. Illinois is going, going down the tubes even more than it used to. Um, so it's just crazy, crazy times. Uh, hopefully... Uh, things can start opening back up and getting back to some type of normal. I know it may not go necessarily back to what it was, but just some type of normal for all of our mental healths. Um, just need to get back to that. Uh, so going off of that, a little update of Illinois. Uh, sports world, there's a couple of things. Um, you know, we keep getting different updates for the NBA. They're going to try to plan to come back in the summer here, June or July. You know, talking about not playing with fans. Um, that's the only way they can go about it. Uh, make sure every single every single person gets tested. And, you know, that's kind of the hairy thing with sports is are you going to test everybody just once? And so then you know, okay, these people were tested. There's only people out in the buildings. And so when they go different places, you know, well, for example, let's say, I don't know, the Bulls play the Bucks one game. All everybody on the Bulls, staff, players, 
the media gets tested and so does Milwaukee. And let's say the next day or two, the Bulls go play Boston Celtics. Well, since everybody was tested, do you test them again when they come in the building? You know, I, I don't know how you're going to go about that, but, you know, the NBA is going to try to plan to come back. I know a lot of the NBA players and owner, or I don't know about the owners, but a lot of staff have taken pay cuts. The players taking pay cuts because of what's going on. Uh, Major League Baseball, you know, they're talking about having, I think it was an 82-game season. Uh, they may only play in, like, Arizona and certain states that may be open fully. Uh, you know, I know they talk about warmer weather, you know, seems to ha not have much of an effect where there's a high coronavirus rate. So they're talking about that. But you got some baseball players not wanting to take pay cuts, and that kind of bothers me. Um, you got, you know, a couple players, you know, I think one of them was going to make $7 million a year, and he said that he can't afford to take a pay cut. If he takes a pay cut, he's not going to play. And, you know, that really uh, kind of shows your true colors that you're just in it for the money where you got people. You've got, I'm fortunate enough that I still get paid. You know, when you work through a school district, you're still able to get paid through certain ones. So I'm very fortunate. There are people out there, and, you know, I have family that still are able to have their jobs. There are people out there that lost everything, and with the rate of unemployment, there are people out there who are reporting that, you know, they filed for unemployment, got approved, but haven't seen any money for three or four weeks. So going three or four weeks where, you know, they like to say put everything on pause. Well, things don't go on pause. Um, car loans don't go on pause. If your car insurance is up, you got to pay the insurance. Uh, your electricity bill, your water bill, the rent doesn't go, like all that stuff was not put on pause. And so you like to sit there and say, well, the world stopped. No, it didn't. So you got people out there that haven't seen any money for four weeks. And so when you've got people that are going to make $7 million a year or whatever it is, say they can't take a pay cut, that rubs me the wrong way. So that kind of makes me, it kind of shows people's selfishness and true colors. And, you know, I just can't believe that you can't afford to go from $7 million a year even down to a, you, do you really need that money, that much money? Like, go down to a million a year until everything goes back to normal. Like, I don't get it. Like, give, take that money and give it to some of the people that have no money coming in that might have some kids to feed and, you know, this and that and that. The fear is, you know, I know in Illinois there's no eviction, but if they have no money coming in and they can't pay rent, what if when this is over, they the people say, well, you know what, you didn't pay this month or this month, we're kicking you out. That, that order is done. You're going to get kicked out. So I just can't believe that. A lot of the baseball players are being selfish that way and won't take pay cuts. You know, like, do you really need that money? Is your life that bad where you need that money? Uh, I can't believe it. People live off of making $40,000 a year and live very comfortably, and you're trying to argue that you need $7 million a year. It's just, I can't believe it. Um, that's that's one of my soapboxes here. Um, NFL, you know, they, they keep going all around... Uh, they keep saying they're, they're nothing's going to change. They're going to come back and they're going to play with no fans. But now it's you know being talked about. They're still going to come back and play with no fans. But it may be I know we got to prove to extent to make the regular season longer. But now with this with this going on, they're talking about coming back, but with less games this year, but still with no fans. Um, it got reported that they thought about playing with no fans, but on the TV have the computer fans up to where it looks like they're actual fans like you see in the movies and use the uh, fan sounds and everything and I don't know how well that will go you know try to make your home watching experience better to think there's fans there and you got the crowd and all that um, I don't know how well that's going to go uh, one of the big things everyone talks about is 
college sports, you know, it's all up in the air. Because, uh, for example, I know in California they were talking about, you know, colleges may not have, may not play in California. And that's just the state of California saying their colleges are not going to play football this fall or maybe at all in, from 2020 to 2021. Well, in Arizona, they open back up. So let's say, you know, in the Pac-12 out there, let's say Arizona says we'll have football. Uh, you know, let's say a couple other states say they're going to have football in college. They want to have it in, in the fall. Well, you've got, uh, I think, about four in the Pac-12 in California alone. What if they don't play? Well, there's four games you're going to drop. Is it a forfeit? Do you just not play them? Uh, in Illinois, for example, I was talking to a coach. They're talking about, you know, Northwestern up here is in the Big Ten. They're in the region that may not open up May 29th at the time. What if they're in a region that's not opening at the same time? There is going to be college football, and you got the U of I in central Illinois that is in a region that is opened up, and Northwestern can't because they're in a region that's not according to the state of Illinois. So what if they can't play? You know, so it's just a lot of different things, you know. So college football is talking about trying to come back in the fall. Maybe they don't come back till later on. Maybe they have to extend it into the winter until next year. Uh, it was talked about maybe they don't come back until March, you know, come back in the spring. Uh, so, you know, all that's thrown up in the air. But, you know, with any sport, especially football, where, you know, it's very physical, you've got to give them time to get their bodies ready. It's one thing to do home workouts here. You know, maybe some places have access to a gym by now, depending on what state you live in. But, You've got to, I don't know, to me, you got to give them a couple weeks, three weeks a month in college to really get their bodies used to the pads again and get working out because I just have a bad feeling whenever this does happen, we're going to see maybe some more injuries. And I hate to say it, I just think that's a possibility because you're not going to get the same amount of workouts. You're not going to get the same thing to strengthen your joints, strengthen your muscles to really go out there and play a game like football or even basketball to run up and down the court and do that. So it's just all kind of crazy. Uh, you know, I, I just really don't know how that's going to look. I just know they're talking about keeping on course or talking about just waiting until the spring, maybe the spring, you know, in March or April to, to really open it up. But I'll get to, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to repeat a little bit about high school, what we're looking at in Illinois. So let's say they have college football in March and they try to do the same schedule and it goes into the summer what you give them just a couple weeks off and they got to come back. If we start to go back to normal and say, okay, college football is going to open back up in August or September. What play these college football games, give them just a couple weeks off, not even a month. And then they got to come back for a quote unquote spring ball, go straight back into it. Like, I don't know if that's going to be good for their bodies either. I have no idea how that's going to look. Um, now you're not even just college football for like any sports. Um, then it just is kind of weird to have no fans there or anything. Um, then I don't know how, and I've seen like, for example, uh, Indiana, I know it was reported they're going to go back to have sports in July. They're going to have their workouts and everything. So the reason why I tell you that is because here in Illinois, we have no idea in our phases of reopening. It's kind of confusing. They talk about phase four that schools can start to reopen, but I think it's just, it said under the guidance of the, the health department. So I'm not even sure what that means. There are certain things that the schools have to meet in order to open up. But, you know, one of the phases that says no more than 100 people gathering. Well, in the school, especially in the suburbs um, of Illinois here, where I'm coaching right now, 
if a school has 4,000 kids, what, what is that going to look like? I don't know. Then it says phase five schools open. So I, we, it's just kind of wishy-washy. Um, then in our phase five, things don't necessarily go back to normal or fully open until there's a vaccine. And who knows how long that would be. It could be the end of the year. It could be next year. I have no idea. Uh, so for sports here in Illinois right now, this, the spring obviously was canceled. Um, the summer is uh, suspended until further notice. So as of right now, we have no idea. You know, May 29th, they could come out and say, yeah, you can have June stuff. But uh, I have no idea. Uh, I'm 99% sure, like most of us are, that there's going to be no summer workouts for any sports. Um, July, at the, at, you know, at the beginning of the month, I said July was 50-50. Uh, but at this rate, it could be 30-70 right now. We're 70%. We don't have it. But if we reach a certain phase, we were all talk. I've talked to a couple people like, well, if we get to a certain phase and we can have 50 people, you know, we could still go have football workouts on a football field. You could be six feet apart if they have to wear their masks, wear their masks. Um, or if they are six feet apart and they, re- you know, if the kids stay six feet apart on the football field and they don't wear their masks, they can still do some type of sprints. They can do some type of body weights, um, this, this, and that. Um, you know, maybe not be able to use the weight room because you got other sports. Maybe you want to use it. That's a you know tight facility. You're gonna have to really clean it. Um, we could just have medicine balls, and that's easy to clean. You really sanitize them. Uh, but we could start doing that. And if you reach another phase, you're starting to get 100 people, and you know. So in Illinois, it's just up in the air. We don't know. Um, so families have already discussed. I've talked. Some coaches have posted, and some I've talked to. That families and kids have already planned on moving to Indiana. Indiana, depending on how close they are, they're going to move there because as of right now, their schools are probably going to open up. They're going to have their sports starting in July. So that's what they're looking at. So they've talked about moving to Indiana. So Illinois right now, what is being risked is, you know, families are now going to move. Uh, you're going to lose athletes. Um, I mean, it's just best for the kids, obviously, but still it's a frustrating thing. Um, it's a unique historic time. I know Wisconsin is open now. People are talking about, especially if you're up here in the northern part of Illinois, they're talking about going there. I know Iowa opened up. They're talking about people moving there. And, you know, so it's just all these things going on. And, uh, you know, it's been discussed that we maybe could have football. But, again, it may be with no fans. Um, Each team can only have so many players. So I've never been really on a team. The biggest team I think I've been on was a couple years ago we had about 55 kids on varsity so if you have 55 kids on varsity then you've got I don't know I think on varsity we had 10 coaches so right there are 65 people so right there are 65 people if you can only have 100 or whatever it ends up being if it's 100 well you do just say okay so many people can only come from each side then it was talked about you know whenever it can start let's say it can start in August or September, but you just play in front of nobody. That is a possibility. Uh, does let's say it's school, but do you need the schools to be open to do that um, at some capacity, uh, or the buildings? Excuse me, we're in e-learning, so we're open. It's just the buildings necessarily aren't open, but when the the buildings have to be open at some capacity, uh, I don't know. And then it was talked about. Let's say we're not allowed to have any sports or schools open until October or November. It was talked about just overhauling everything where, you know, now it's October, November. 
just just do basketball, like girls basketball, boys basketball, wrestling, and all that. Just start with that because that's already the season. We're already going in. Just do that. And then when it's over in February, start with football. So have football in March. And, you know, you have your two or three months of football or whatever it is for Illinois anyway. Because in Illinois, you play nine regular season games. And then you have to play uh, four rounds of playoffs to get to the state title game, which would have been the fifth. So you could necessarily play up to about 14 games uh, if you make it away to the state game. And in Illinois, you've got to be at least 5-4 and four to even think about getting the playoffs. You've got to have playoff points at 5-4. and four. So did we start football in March? Do a nine-game season, still do everything the same? Did we start in March and just limit it down to maybe seven games or whatever it is? And then as soon as that's over, you know, by that time, school is going to be close to being out. But then allow them to play baseball and track, um, play into the summer. And then, but then again, it goes back to college. If you do that, and I'm trying to think a month, so let's say you start football in March. It gets done in May. You give them a week or two off. They go straight into baseball or track and then the softballs. And then you start them in May. And then they get done in July. You give them two weeks off. Well, now we're back in August. If things are going back to normal, where it's like, okay, now we're going back to normal. Football is going to start in August. School is going to start in August. We're all open. You start football, and then they go straight into football. Like, is that going to lead to injuries? Is that going to lead to this? Uh, I I don't know. But that is a possibility. Now, that's going to be a very difficult thing for the IHSA here in Illinois to pull off. But that is a possibility. Um, It's going to be very frustrating. Um, But if that's things you have to do, and if it makes most sense, that's what we're going to have to deal with. So everything is just up in the air. It's changing every single day. I see three to five different things about how things are going, and it's always different. Um, so, again, it's a unique time that that I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I pray that at some capacity in Illinois, uh, sports can come back a little bit. Um, I'm not talking about watching on TV. I'm talking about just getting out there and helping coach kids and be around and helping them out in, in July. I really hope that's what happens but I'm hoping worst case scenario that maybe we just come back with football in September uh you know and and rules are gonna have to be adjusted I don't know but that's what we're we're all kind of hoping for um the last thing I'll talk about here is uh uh the last dance documentary which is about Michael Jordan and the 1998 Bulls and then it kind of shows you know Michael Jordan all them you know their life you know it will show you it just people were getting kind of Frustrated and confused how why it would show 1997, 1998, and then it kept going back to the 80s, back to the 90s, and back to the 80s, kept going back and forth. Well, it was just kind of, I think it was just kind of showing, kind of led up to this moment of what it was going through, you know. Um, a lot of documentaries do that sometimes, they just go back and forth, and you know, I loved it. Um, being a Bulls fan, being a Michael Jordan fan, just absolutely loved it. Um, I love that they had two episodes per each Sunday. Um, it ended this Sunday, so now I don't know what we're all gonna do. Um, if you don't live under a rock, you, you were watching it. If you're a sports fan, you were watching it. Um, then it, you know, sparks up the debates again of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And, you know, I think this documentary kind of ended LeBron being called the goat. Um, you know, I, first off, I will admit that a lot of times the things that I share or post, um, it is just stir the pot. Um, I, I know, I'm friends with LeBron James fans, and then it just kind of stirs pot. It makes them very frustrated, and I laugh about it. Um, 
But here's the honest God truth. I think LeBron is one of the best players to ever play the game. He's going to be top 10, top 8, or what have you. Um, you know, we may not see... The last time we saw a player like him was uh, Magic Johnson, but we haven't really seen a player since those two since. Because Kevin Durant's different. Um, you know, Steph Curry's different. You know, Dwayne Wade was more like Kobe Bryant. So, you know, it was just those... We may, we won't haven't seen a player like that really... Uh, and I don't know when we will. Um, I just personally think from watching this documentary, you can kind of see how good Michael Jordan was, what he did for the game. He kind of, paid, you know, people talk about what LeBron does, what he does, but, you know, Michael Jordan kind of paved that way for the Kobe Bryants to do something for Michael or uh, LeBron James to do what stuff, you know, to change the game. You know, Michael Jordan kind of laid that groundwork for them. Um, you can see his talent. You can see the team. You could see what he did for the team. You could see what kind of leadership he did. Um, you know, just I'm getting tired of watching the debates. You know, I can't even watch Shannon Sharp talk anymore about LeBron James and watching the documentaries. I can't hardly watch those anymore. Um, I used to love those type of shows, but what, just, just watching what they've all become, I can't even stand it anymore. Um, you know, I've talked about before, my standards, when you talk about basketball, the greatest of all time, you know, you have to be kind of consistent with your discussions and your debates. And, uh, you know, I try my best to stay that way. Um, for me, I'm a little more difficult when it comes to the greatest of all time because when you watch these debates, they always talk about numbers. The Shannon Sharps of the world, they talk about numbers. They say, well, he averages this, he averages this, he averages this. Well, what more do you want? And then, you know, you, you might rebuttal and then they're going to come back and say, well, this and this. It just turns this big thing. And uh, so for me, I'm a little more difficult. Um, for me, if you're going to talk about the greatest of all time, you got to look at the big picture, ev absolutely everything when it comes to the game. You know, then because the, the debate is if you can, if you're debating with someone who's a LeBron James fan, if you kind of put them in your place with numbers or this or that, well, then they're going to come at and say, well, look what they did off the court. That should be involved in the greatest of all time. Well, then I don't agree with that because I'm, th I'm like, okay, we're talking about on the court. If you want to talk about off the court, you know, uh, sometimes that's not fair because, you know, they got different things going on. You know, I don't know. You just can't really look at off the court stuff because for me, you know, I think the best thing LeBron has done is the uh, school he built and everything. I think that's the best thing. But, you know, Michael Jordan kind of laid the groundwork for LeBron to even do something like that. Uh, Kobe off the court, he went to something completely different. He went into Storytelling and won an Oscar. I mean, does that... Is that the same thing? So I don't know. So when you're talking about on the court, for me personally, so this is why I post the things I do to stir the pot. This is why I get in debates. I'm a little more difficult because you're talking about the greatest of all time. When you're talking about LeBron fans, you're talking about numbers. To me, numbers do not tell the story. You have to watch the film. So then when I bring that up, somebody's going to say, well, look at LeBron. He's 6'9", or whatever, 6'8". He weighs 260, 70 pounds. So Michael Jordan that weighs 205, Kobe Bryant that weighs 205, it's not going to be able to stop him. And I can argue it's not always how, you know, as big of a player you are. If you have that killer will and the instinct and the heart and the dedication, they're going to, it, it doesn't matter. So I can argue that because Kobe got guarded a guy who's bigger than him and he was able to push them. Michael Jordan did the same thing when he put on some weight. He was able to do that. So I, I just don't agree with that. I think you have to watch the films. So I think you'd see how they play, where their points come from. Yes, numbers matter um, when you talk about point averages, rebounds, assists. All that stuff does matter. But I think, really, you're going to have to go back and look at, okay, 
when LeBron is averaging eight assists a game, are the assists coming from wide open shots? Well, they're going to say, well, because LeBron's so good, you're triple teaming him. Well, that's not necessarily the case. You have to look at it all, which makes me very difficult to discuss this with. Um, you have to look at errors. You have to look at the rules. You have to go back and watch, you know, the films. You've got to look at how they play the game. And then that's when you can start getting to, you know, the finals. And then people say, well, LeBron's been to eight straight finals or whatever it was. That should, you know, say that he's the greatest of all time. And I say no because he's three and six. You know, he's three and six in the finals. Um, he's been, he got swept by the Spurs and that's not, so like you can come back with all this. Well, then it's, when you do that with LeBron James fans, well, it's, well, look who's on his team and this, this, and that. So I think you got to look at eras. You got to look at who was on their teams. You've got to look at who they played. Um, you got to look at how they played the game. You got to look at everything, absolutely everything. Then you got to look at this, you got to look at that. Just absolutely everything. And when I try to look at everything, ever since it's been going on, I, and I'm going on trying to find old Laker games with Kobe Bryant playing. I'm trying to find ones, believe it or not, with LeBron James. I'm trying to find one with Michael Jordan. And when you're watching it and you're looking at it and you're trying to decide, okay, in my opinion, if you just want to win some championships, win a lot of regular seasons, um, you know, this and that, you're going to want LeBron James. If you want to sacrifice a lot and win championship after championship close together, you're going to go with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. So for me, I can make the argument that Kobe Bryant is the greatest of all time when you're talking about my opinions and my views on it. The overall picture, I can make arguments that Kobe Bryant's the greatest of all time. But me, I kind of think Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, but I think Kobe Bryant's right there. So to me, it's, you know, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. They're right there next to each other. And I think the reason why I get so passionate, because I am a Kobe Bryant fan. I watched him, you know, I was a kid in the 90s, so I do remember watching Michael Jordan, but I don't remember as much as adults, the older adults do. You know, I I, I watched it. It was always on TV, like watching all games. Um, my mom always said, yeah, I remember having this on the TV. We know we were watching all the time, so I do remember watching it. But from the memory of watching more of Kobe Bryant, and then I got to watch LeBron James, and that's the thing. It's not, I'm just, I'm not just coming in and have just watched only LeBron James. I watched, you know, early of my life was Michael Jordan. Then I watched all of Kobe Bryant, and I've been watching all of LeBron James. So I've seen it. So I go with that. Um, I have people in front of LeBron James because you got to win championships, and that's what it's really about. So the arguments and the debates just go back and forth. And I know that I am a little more difficult with it, but guess what? That's me. I'm a visual person. I look at everything. I'm a coach. I like to look at everything. So to me, that's it. And that's why I can't stand the Shannon Sharps of the world talking about it anymore. I can't stand the Nick Wrights. I don't know how Nick Wright has a job in sports. I will take his job and do a better job. I don't know how he has a job. And I don't care that I said it. I'll call him out. I don't care. I don't know how he has a job. And sometimes I don't know how Shannon Sharp can talk about basketball. I really don't. I don't know. But that's different. That's a different topic. Um, so there, there's my soapboxes. There's the, the, the episode. I haven't done this in a while. Um, just want to get on and air that out. Um, but... So that's the episode. Um, you know, again, I hope that people out there are safe. Um, the, the states out there that are opening up for sports, I am completely jealous of you. Um, let us know, let us Illinoisans know how it goes. We all miss sports. We all miss coaching the kids. We, who knows when we come back? Um, but uh, I hope everyone stays safe. I hope everyone um, is trying to find something to keep them busy. Um, guys, let's talk football sometime. Let's talk basketball. I'll get into these. Not arguments. I don't want to get in arguments over this stuff. I'll get in debates with basketball and stuff and everything. Um, but 
Till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.